0: Yes. Five,
1: four, three, two, one. Welcome to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of flagandbanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show offers listeners first hand insight in starting and running a business, the ups and downs of risk taking, and the commonalities of successful people. Connect with Carrie through her candid, often funny, and informative weekly blog. Will you read and comment on life as wife, mother, daughter, and entrepreneur? And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Listen to my guests over there giggling. Uh, like Jason said, I'm Carrie McCoy, and it's time for me to get all up in your business. And before we start, I want to introduce my newest co-so- co-host, 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 who you just heard from, Jason Malik from ARISE Studio in Conway, Arkansas. Hey, Jason. Hello. If right now you're sitting at your computer, you might want to watch us live on flagandbanner.com's Facebook page. We've already been on for three minutes. Um, It's kind of fun to see what goes on behind the scenes, before the scenes, and at the commercial breaks. It's like real-time reality radio. And if for some reason you miss any part of today's show or want to hear it again or share it, there is a way. And Jason is here to tell you how.
1: Listen to all UIYB past and present interviews by going to flagandbanner.com and clicking on radio show. Also, by joining our email list or liking us on Facebook, you'll get a reminder notification that day of the show with a sneak peek of that day's guest. Back to you, Gary. Okay. you want to read it? Listen to UIYB past and present interviews by going to flagandbanner.com and clicking on radio show. Also, if you want to join our email list or liking us on Facebook, you'll get a reminder notification of that day of the show with a sneak peek peek of today's guests. Back to you, Carrie.
2: What's going on? <laughs> I don't know, something with the board. So I could hear that in my headset. Could mm-hmm. the people not hear it?
1: I'm not getting anything.
2: Oh, so we don't know.
1: I Acor- heard
2: it. According to me, you were talking over a recording in my headset, but you didn't hear that?
1: No, it wasn't mixing through the board at my end. Mm. Well, there you go.
2: Okay. All right. No big deal. Okay. That's why it's reality radio show. I love that. Actually, oh. I love that though. I love it when things aren't perfect because that's when you know it's for real. <laughs> you know, we used to screen print back in the old days, and customers would call you up and they'd say, "This is not." exactly lined up the colors are not just perfectly lined up and i'd say it's screen printing it's an art form the irregularities are beautiful and they're like no so now everything is digital and it's perfect and to me it's not as lovely but anyway this show up in your business with Carrie mccoy began as a platform for me a small business owner and a guest to pay forward our experiential knowledge in a conversational way i always learn something new Originally, my team and I thought it would speak to entrepreneurs and want to be entrepreneurs, but it seems to have a wider audience appeal because, after all, who isn't inspired by everyday people's American-made stories? To see people in their totality is humanizing. We all thirst to connect and make sense of an overcomplicated world, and on this show, we have the luxury of time to go deeper than a mere soundbite or headline. It's no secret that successful people work hard, but other common traits found in many of my guests are the heart of a teacher, belief in a higher power, and creativity because business in of itself is creative. Today, we have Mr. Eric Hergett, an insurance aficionado. I had to look that word up. I love that word. Not, who not very long ago made a big career change. He sold his insurance brokerage business to...
3: Hub International.
2: Hub International and purchased Terry's Finer Foods, a specialty grocery store in an upscale neighborhood in Little Rock, Arkansas. He promptly changed the name of this store to the Heights Corner Market and more recently has placed a Coming Soon banner in the window next door for Walter's Coffee and Speakeasy. Eric is a returning guest. It was 2016 when he and his son, Ryan, were on the show talking about son Ryan's very successful delivery business, Chef Shuttle. Since then, Ryan has sold that business and moved on, right? That's correct. And I suppose to another business venture, which we just verified. I can't wait to find out what he's doing because I haven't asked Eric because I wanted to find out fresh and be exactly impromptu and fresh on the, on the air. And after And Eric, after more than 20 years in the insurance business, has jumped feet first into this life of a small business entrepreneur. It is a pleasure to welcome to the table on on my, this is my, did y'all know this is our 118th show, a man who was on my 14th show. Wow. I
3: didn't know it was that early.
2: (laughs) I know, I looked at it, today. I listened to it today, I was like, whoa, it was exactly two years ago, December of 2016, that you were on the show. My hardworking friend, Mr. Eric Hergert, who I think now knows the real meaning of hard work.
3: Welcome to the table, Eric. Thank you very much.
2: So, uh, you're from Paragould. Your father was an insurance man. You are it, it? you still are an insurance man. Correct. And now you own a small grocery store with perishables. I can't think of a harder thing to do than that, except for maybe flowers that are also
3: perishable. And then you gotta deliver We those. got flowers too, so.
2: Oh yeah, you do, that's <laughs> we
3: true. We do have flowers.
2: Okay, tell us how all that came to be.
3: You know, when I met my wife, about 20 years ago, we were, uh, on our first date, blind date, we were driving by the old Terry's Finder Foods. I looked over at her and said, if that ever becomes available, that I want that store. And and it was between, you know, and I told her it'd be Craftco or Terry's Finder Foods, if either one of them came available. So it was first date, and then lo and behold, we were on vacation in Florida early 2017. I get a phone call that the opportunity may be there. I left her in Key West. She said I'm staying here, you go do what you gotta do. And I flew home and and uh, started working on the deal, and we had it put together by March 1st of 2017.
2: What a romantic wow. story!
3: Another blind date. Oh, she was so, so happy when I opened that door. Ago, she was so happy.
2: That wasn't a blind date.
3: We were on we a blind, date. Was it? Was
2: it a blind
3: date.
2: Yeah, who was it? That was some. Uh, uh, oh, oh! It was, uh, it was last. It was, uh, yeah. Who was it?
3: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's another blind
1: date. Oh, story, that's really though. good. Oh,
2: Harold Joiner. Yeah.
1: Harold, there you go. There you here, go. Here, oh, here.
2: I knew I'd think of it. Defense
1: man. Defense man. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. That uh, yeah, was two weeks ago. Yeah. Same
2: thing. What a great story. Well, has it worked out?
3: We have, yes, and you know. All in all, I'd say it's gone very, very well. You know, we've made little mistakes. We've not made any big mistakes, and so that's been very helpful. But you know, it's it's six a.m. to midnight most days. Um, you know, I do still do insurance all day. Uh, Hub International is the largest private broker in the in the country, so we work on large deals all over the place. Uh, so I have those customers, those prospects I have to deal with, and then. My wife runs the day-to-day of the store, uh, and then at about five o'clock if I'm in town and not at another meeting, then I head to the store till we close up that night. And it's fun, you know, at, at dinner in the green room, it's fun to go talk to folks and see who's sitting there. And they have so many choices for restaurants in this town and they're great local spots to go that uh, it really means a lot when you see them sitting in your place.
2: You're not disappointed you bought it?
3: Not at all. No, nah, you know, I'm 54. I don't want to do insurance forever, I'm not retiring from that anytime soon but I have a place to go and that's, you know, I'm not, I can't go sit on the park bench somewhere, I've got to, I have to have something to do.
2: Well, let's catch everybody up with what you, from the last show from two years ago, you started your own brokerage firm when, twenty something years
3: ago, right? Oh, I've been at several around town, two or three, and then, uh, in 2010, I left uh, Regions Insurance at the time. And and then with some guys in Tulsa, we started uh, the operation, the old homes organization of Arkansas. We started that here. And then Hub bought us in 2015.
2: So you are still with Hub?
3: Correct. Yeah, I run the Arkansas operations.
2: How long do you plan to do that?
3: You know, I, like I said, I'm 54, so, you know, 65 at the latest. Uh, you know, I don't want to say too much for my competitors. will all pounce on my accounts that they <laughs> said he's retiring in two years. But <laughs> I thought when you sold it, you actually were planning on retiring. No, no. I. Uh, they're a good firm. I wanted to stay with them, and that brought a lot to the table for, for uh, my clients.
2: I understand. I thought you wanted to retire and that that's why you were selling it and that you were going to stay on for two more years, and then you were going to retire and move to... The Red Little Red River.
3: We still have our house there that we are are selling now because we just don't get up there anymore. But, you know, the store is a living, breathing thing. I mean, it's, you know, in in the morning at 8 o'clock, those doors open. Well, actually, starting tomorrow morning, the doors open at 6.30. Um, And then it goes all day long. So the grocery, you know, is a a seven-day-a-week operation now at Heights Corner Market. And then the Green Room Restaurant is Tuesday through Sunday uh, Sunday brunch. And so we shut down that at two on Sunday. And then now we have Walters coming on, uh, that'll be six 30. You know, when, when they announced Starbucks is closing up in the Heights, that was about two or three weeks ago. Um, the, the Walter started two or three weeks ago and, and, uh, the, the idea of it. And that's, you know, I, so I just thought, you know, heck, if they're pulling out of coffee up there, somebody's going to do it. So and we the, stepped in,
2: and one of the reasons they're pulling out, I think, is because they don't have a drive-through.
3: That's that's what I hear. Yes,
2: and you're not going to have a drive-through.
3: <laughs> no, um, but I've got a lot of parking. You know, the businesses around us are not open in the morning. So you've got a parking spot you can pull in. It's not parallel parking like down on that end of Kavanaugh. So I think the ease of that will be better.
2: And the fact that for our listeners who don't know where you're located, all three of these businesses that we've just talked about are in one, I guess you'd say, uh, mini mall strip. So so it's not like you're having to have three different rents. You've got one.
3: It's one company. Uh, the market, and then the, what we just call the rooms. Because so you own the property too, right? No, we lease it. Oh, we you do. Yeah, so, you, do you lease, lease
2: all of that property across there? Mm-hmm. Does it? Did that come with Terry's, or are you just leasing it?
3: the The whole building, the lease became available. So that's what we took was that lease. I got you. And then once you control that, you control the. And so the it's business. good
2: for you to put businesses in each one of those sure. because you've
3: got the whole piece of property being leased. Correct. Because I, I don't want any partners in the building. I like you know i like getting along with me and not having to worry about (laughs) neighbors can be tough
2: (laughs) yes Yes, neighbors can be tough so you first went in let's talk about each one of these so you first went in and bought uh terry's finer food and it's a labor of love i feel like almost all small businesses are labor of love and you bought and you went in there what was the first thing you did
3: you know when we you know i'd shopped there for 40 years i charged on my parents charge account forever whenever they'd go to the lake we'd eat the best steaks you've ever had <laughs> and, and, uh, but you know day one was just to to uh go in and and clean and freshen the place up and paint and move some things around and buy new equipment uh, i still have a picture of Luann on the the uh, produce case way up in the air up there with a dry vac you know cleaning up there so we uh, we and just Lou and of, your wife. yes, and we just reset the whole store. Um, we tried to bring in, well, not tried, we did bring in um, organic, non-GMO, all these terms that you hear mm-hmm. today, and and you know people like that. But we've learned that you know our old customers, uh, the old Terry's customers, they just want you know the old groceries they used to have. So we've kind of had to go back and blend that back in. They want the garlic cheese roll exactly to make
2: garlic cheese grits
3: exactly because you
2: can't find that garlic cheese roll anywhere and if you're from little rock arkansas you know what i'm talking about
3: that's right so you know our produce we buy as much local as we can as fresh as we can you know this time of year your options are kind of limited um but you know our suppliers for that are excellent best in the business you know and then we're getting into prepared foods where we're doing a lot of cooking all day and soups and chicken spaghettis and And those kinds of things ribs nathan's doing some great ribs up there Um, and then you know you come around to the deli case and then the the seafood case seafood comes in uh, every other day so it's very fresh and then our meat case is the best in the state um i know there's some good meat cutters out there and they might not like that comment but so i'll say it's best in town but uh you know from prime meats to wagyu meats to you know duck and quail and rabbit have you
2: changed any of your vendors
3: uh, a few, a few, but, you know, Terry's had, had good suppliers as well. So, you know, when the old affiliated foods went out of business, yes. that hurt the small grocer in the state. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's where you went to to get, you know, a can of green beans. And, and uh, so we've had to, you know, find new vendors for that and get a little more creative for that.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, this is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mr. Eric Hergett, owner of Heights Corner Market formerly Terry's Finer Food in the upscale Heights neighborhood in Little Rock, Arkansas. We'll talk about the challenges facing small grocery stores today, what Eric's plans are for the future, and find out what his son Ryan is up to now. We'll be back after the break.
1: You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of Flag and Banner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Kerry founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, starting with door-to-door sales, then telemarketing, to mail order and catalog sales. And now, a third of their sales comes through the internet. This past year, Flag and Banner added another internet feature, live chatting. Over time, Carrie's business and leadership knowledge grew. As early as 2004, she began sharing this knowledge in her weekly blog. In 2009, she founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, and in 2014, Brave Magazine. Today, she has branched out onto the radio with this very production, podcast, and live stream on Facebook. Each week on this show, you will hear candid conversations between her and her guests about real world experiences on a variety of businesses and topics that we hope you'll find interesting and inspiring. If you'd like to ask Carrie a question or share your story, send her an email to questions at upinyourbusiness.org. That's questions at upinyourbusiness.org or send her a message on flagandbanner.com's Facebook page. Back to you, Carrie.
2: You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Mr. Eric Hergett, owner of Heights Corner Market, formerly Terry's Finer Food in Little Rock, Arkansas. Before the break, we talked about, if you didn't hear this, you need to hear this. Before the break, we talked about how Eric went on a blind date 20, how many
3: years ago? It's really 19.
2: Oh, God, he really knows exactly. You're romantic, <laughs> I didn't know that about you, Don't but... do <laughs> uh, 20 years ago, he went on a blind date with his wife, Luann, who said, and as he drove past this grocery store, he said, I would love to buy that little grocery store, Terry's Finer Food, or Co's Hardware Store. These are two iconic small businesses in Little Rock. If they ever come available, Last year in 2017, he's on vacation in Key West. He gets a phone call that Terry's Finer Food is available. He flies home and buys this dream of his to own this small business. I had no idea that story. That is a really adorable. And now we're here to talk about how hard that business is. So Eric said that um, he's still working, selling insurance, gonna do it forever. Cause that's where, that's where the real money is
3: it's right now it is right now it is
2: small businesses you know don't they may sell a lot but the profit margin on a business that has a cost of goods is a lot different than a service business or um i don't know any type of business that doesn't actually have a product that you buy and then you turn around and you sell it that cost of goods eats into. Your profit mm-hmm. like nothing else. And the consumers today want everything cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. You're lucky. That's not your customer.
3: No. I mean, we are a, you know, Luanne may cringe if she's listening to this, but, you know, we are a convenience store. That's exactly right. Um, you know, we are going to be higher than our competitors, you know, than the box stores. Um, I, can't, I can't get the quantity deals they get. but. And a quality store. Oh, yeah. I put our quality against anybody.
2: Yes, I think it's a convenience store. So I was telling, uh, in the earlier, I was telling everybody that I listened to your son's interview that you and him did in 2016, December of 2016, and your son said this. And he's 23 years old. He's already owned three businesses and sold three businesses for a good profit. But he said there was a time that consumers wanted service. He said consumers don't want service anymore. He said consumers want convenience. And that's what you're talking about.
3: Yeah. I I don't, I don't recall him saying that, but that's interesting that he and I have that same thought, but that's what the store is. You pull up out front, you know, you walk in, we know your name, you know, what can we help you with? If we see somebody walking out of the store empty handed, we go track them down and say, what did we miss? You know, what were you looking for? Nine times out of 10, they say, well, I was looking for this and we say, well, it was right over here. Uh And we take them back in, you know, if it's pouring down rain, we carry your bags out for Mm -hmm. you. Uh, Y'all still deliver. We will deliver. We'll deliver. It's We don't get a lot of requests for it, but you know, bottom line, if, you know, Little Miss Smith says, you know, I'm not feeling well and you know, we'll get her some chicken soup over there. You know, we'll take care of her. hmm
2: I've actually had to do
3: that before. Yeah. We, that neighborhood, we've got a lot of friends up there and uh, there's some older folks up there that still shop with us quite a bit and we take care of them. If anybody needs anything, we'll do it.
2: So what's the biggest difference between insurance and grocery store business? What would you say is the, I mean, that's two completely different careers you're in.
3: Oh, it's it's the risk of this. Uh, you know, we've, you know, if this didn't go well, then, you know, we're in a world of hurt. Uh, we've got some personal guarantees out there. Uh, so. Not many
2: people do that at 50 years old.
3: No, no. This is that. My age is not when you normally, you know, bet the nest egg, and you're, you know, you're, you're thinking of of uh, golf and going, you know, moving to Florida and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I want something to do as I get older. I uh, every day get to that store early. Often I'm the one there that's turning on the lights and turning everything on before I head downtown to my real office down there. Um, I love greeting folks when they come in in the morning and it's talking. It's very social. To them. Oh, it's a very social place. And
2: I often say, "Arkansas flag and banner is my firstborn." Oh uh, yeah. Now this will be your fourthborn.
3: Yeah, exactly. Because you have three sons, three sons and daughter Cameron, and uh, and then Luanne's two steps, two sons.
2: I didn't realize you had four children.
3: Well, I, uh, Cameron, uh, I adopted several years ago. So, I did not so realize she that is a, she's an official fourth and. Uh, So she's doing well. She's at University of Tennessee.
2: Well, good for you. Um, So what would you say? When I think about your stuff, I think that the hardest thing would be inventory. What would you say is the hardest thing about the grocery business? And did you have to do a lot of technology upgrades when you bought it?
3: Inventory is definitely tough. And for the reason that you know, we do not have a backstock area. So we're really, what you see is what you're getting. Uh, We don't have anything in a back room somewhere to resupply if if the last box of, you know, J&M chocolate chip sells. So you know that that's a challenge. We're constantly bringing things in, so it's real time. That the food on our shelves hadn't been there long because it turns, and we you know we're not pulling out of somewhere else. Do you
2: use an inventory to control it? Do you look at your inventory every day and restock based
3: off of a we, printout. We just installed a new system that even on my phone I can look and see what's sold today, uh, what hasn't sold today. If it's we kind of have a new rule if it's been there for 30 days and it hasn't moved, then that's. You know, we want to be the store that has that thing that everybody's looking for, but no one else has. And they always think of us, well, they were probably the ones that will have it. So mm-hmm. we like to, to be that guy. But, you know, you can't have inventory sit there all year either. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's sitting there tied up. So you've got that game of the things that are selling. You definitely want those on the shelf. If it's sitting too long, then that's your money. That's your capital. Mm-hmm. That's your money to go buy new stuff mm-hmm. sitting right there.
2: I always have a problem keeping figuring out what my average turnover is.
3: See, I can I can pretty much compute it live right now um, with our new system. So we're we're still learning it and its capabilities. It's a cloud based system. Uh, the the old system we have is you know servers and towers and and uh, could collapse at any time. So mm-hmm. it was time to move on to mm-hmm. a new deal. Uh, do you advertise? We do. Where? Uh, I've never seen your advertising. <clears throat> There's a couple of magazines that we advertise. You know, obviously any business today um, is social media. You know, you, yeah. you have to be, you know.
2: Who do you think your clients are? I know it's the people in the neighborhood. They're coming by for convenience. They're coming by for quality. Do you try to go outside of that area or do you just try to focus on just your neighborhood right there? And if you were going to go outside that area, what would be your advertising niche? What would be your niche? Is the same thing I just said? Quality, convenience?
3: Yeah, you know, the first thing we wanted to do was keep the old Terry's customer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the base of the store. And I think we've pretty well done that now. Um, so, you know, that's, yeah, and then hence, it's, that's why we talked about going to organic and other things, was to try to get to the younger crowd that really cares more about what they are eating and drinking. And
2: If you can't make a go of it, who can't?
3: Uh, I would say nobody can put more hours in and survive than we are right now. So I challenge anybody to keep the, the if, hours we are if,
2: if you can't do it, then is it just got to go to Whole Foods? I mean, Amazon bought Whole Foods. I would say that's your biggest competitor. Um, is it just going to be all the gr- mom and pop grocery stores are absolutely just going to be gone?
3: They're closing. Because yours is no how doubt. old?
2: Yours, Terry's Finer Food is 40 years old or how
3: I'm old? old or probably 70-something years old. Nobody could really get me the date. But, uh, you know, Mr. Terry, then the Wellens, then the Goldens, and now us.
2: Why did you decide to change the name? It had such longevity with that name.
3: Oh, it came down to, you know, the, the store was closing and, you know, you wanted to be very careful with, you know, was, was the name associated in a positive way, which I by no means am slamming the, you know, the prior owners at all. It, they did a fine job with Terry's. Um, mm. But it, we just decided to take it a different direction, and that was a name that uh, we didn't, you know, we really didn't know who owned that name. Um, I didn't want to start down that road with that name and find out that it was trademarked or anything like that, or some prior owner still controlled that. So we decided to just go with a new name. You're such an a insurance start. person.
2: That's such an insurance thing to do.
3: Oh, Lou she gets so mad at me because she's an interior designer and she she looks like the new Walters coffee and speakeasy. You know, it's a beautiful room of sofas and lamps and rugs and wingbacks, not very few tables and she wants it to look good and you know what I tell the staff is and suggest to her I don't tell her um, of is, course you know that it's <laughs> that it's risk management first it's safety first is what you're wanting to do safe and then logistically is it going to work can somebody push a grocery cart down that aisle and down through there you know is it uh, you know does it feasibly work for somebody to come in and, and do business with us and then, then it's how does it look and how do we dress it up but It's always I start with risk management on everything, and it drives them crazy. But uh, it's just just what I do. You know, she put a new sign out front that uh, was really going to hang down too low, and I said, you know, the first thing that's going to happen, somebody's going to walk under this and bang their head on it. You're going to get sued. Yeah, you're going to get sued. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now the sign is 30 inches higher now.
2: Good for you. Y'all make a great team. Well, it makes
1: sense too because you think
3: ahead. Right. Just make sure that it is safe. So you don't have those problems. I mean, there's an old bathroom in the Walters space that has about an eight-inch drop in and out of there, and, you know, I don't want to use that room, and we don't use that room for the public, Um, and I understand there were some people that fell out of that bathroom uh, time to time, and so it's not a safe thing. It doesn't meet ADA requirements for sure, so we use the bathrooms uh, that are in the green room over on that side, and they're all Mm -hmm. compliant.
2: So, okay, let's tell everybody that's listening, you have Terry's Finer Food, or... Heights Corner Market in the middle, and when you walk in the front door, or if you didn't walk in the front door and you went around the corner to the right, you would find your...
3: That's the green room restaurant. As you're looking at the building, on the right side, and that's the old pizzeria, and mm-hmm. then the old Terry's restaurant was in there too. And what does it sell? To? What do you, what are its hours, and what does it sell? Oh, god! I brought you a menu right there. Oh, you uh, sure did. You know, and and that. We're I'll open, show the people on Facebook. There it is, people. from eleven. I think it's eleven thirty, maybe eleven. I'll uh, look. I'll look in your book. To two, and then it opens again at five thirty to nine or ten. Oh, okay. And the food in there uh and our chefs doing a fantastic job and it's american food he yeah and he but it's the the meat the seafood all of that comes out of the market he shops in the market for in your food. store right so i love that he, that's the,
2: that's a full circle
3: business right uh, there the chef in the afternoon's got a grocery cart walking around and he's buying the things that he needs to for that night
2: it feels very new yorkish cool
3: so, chef. uh robert scott he's robert doing a great job great job for us
2: and uh, and there's not to me there's not enough american food restaurants they're all themed matthew and i were talking about this the other day they're either italian or mexican or chicken or you know it seems like there's a lot of themes going on there's mm-hmm. more there's more mexican restaurant taco mexican restaurants and i mean if you want to go eat something else you can't hardly find anything else to eat and then there's a lot of italian restaurants mm-hmm. and i like seeing american food done
3: well and that menu is very simple. and I it, like it it. Does, there is a special every day, so you have to look on our website for that. That's um, nice. HeightsCornerMarket.com. Uh, and that's a brand new so website. So you look
2: on HeightsCornerMarket.com to find out what the green room restaurant has
3: on there. That's right. Okay. And so the, the market page is there. Then there's a tab for Walter's that says opening tomorrow. Um, and then a tab for the green room. So the menus are all there. We do private events. We had a big event. We've had several in the last few weeks. Um, we've learned. If you ask me, what's the hardest thing we've done? Mm-hmm. You know, those private events are hard. I mean, they're, You get sixty people in a room, and you're moving tables for that, and chairs for that, and setting for that, and and uh, you know, you got sixty-five people that may want a steak at different temperature. You know, there's it's all it's at tricky. the same time. Yeah, it's very tricky.
2: <laughs> all at the same time, people. Um, I can imagine that that would be hard. So I was going to ask you, sixty people—that's your max in there.
3: Well, that used to be with Walters. That room's not going to be set anymore like that. It's sofas, so it's and going to rugs, be rugs, a- that room probably won't change much. It would be a big deal to move it around. But, you know, we can put people out in the grocery now, wait, store. It's the green
2: room is going to stay the green room. Walters is going to be on the other side of your restaurant, That's right, isn't
3: it? right, the old Foster Cochran space.
2: Yeah, so the green room will stay there. Is that the place that you're doing the catering, or was it in the old Walters that you or in the, the new Walters? The
3: old Walters was, or oh, the, the old Walters. The, the new Walter. Walters. is where our private event space was. So you
2: weren't actually renting out the green room restaurant for private events. I no.
3: misunderstood. No. I get you.
2: It's always a restaurant for lunch and dinner.
3: Six days a week, an occasional five days a an week, and a Sunday brunch. Party in there, we will do.
2: And how many is it do?
3: Forty. Um, okay, but we will if we have if somebody uses that room, like it was used the night before last by for a Christmas party. But we set tables out in the grocery store, so you'll have people sitting by the tide or sitting by the, in
2: that the pasta,
3: or, <laughs> and so you know. and Occasionally, you'll walk by and you'll see them. You know, I g- have to a tell cookie, you though, you know. when I
2: see all that going on, I think about people. Stealing
3: stuff. <laughs> you know, know they got their
2: purses. They're like, "Ooh, look at those chocolate chips!" Right in the old.
3: So handbag. far, everybody's been honest about it. I've had phone calls the next day of you know wives saying my husband grabbed some. Put it on our charge tonight. account. Yeah. Put on <laughs> our, that's pretty
2: sweet. Okay, now so you've got the restaurant in the middle. I mean, you've got the grocery store in the middle. That both your restaurant, the Greens Room, and your new restaurant, Walters Corner, Walters.
3: Walters Coffee. Walters and Coffee and
2: Speakeasy. All peel for off the products out of your grocery store mm-hmm. uh and then you're going to open the coffee shop now on the other side of so when you're facing your front facing the front door the it's right's got left. the green room the right. left's going to have the coffee shop right tell us how that came to be
3: yeah, well some of it was the when i learned that uh starbucks was closing up oh there. yeah that's right and, and then you know i was we were booked in there quite a bit through the rest of the year You know, you get into January, February, March, um, you know. You mean for private events? For private events. Because it Um, was a
2: private event room prior to that. That's right.
3: So, you know, when you watch 2,000 feet of the best retail space in the city sitting there during the day, um, you know, that's when I kind of polled a few. I try to eat dinner at other restaurants and talk to their owners as often as I can. And I polled a few of them what would you do and you know and all the answers were you know bar something bar with good light food mm-hmm. uh, and then when Starbucks said they're closing that's when I you know that's where it became coffee and speakeasy but
2: are you gonna uh, be open like at six o'clock in the morning for coffee and then like till midnight at night
3: 6 30 in the morning it'll open but we try to be a good neighbor um, and so 9 to 10 o'clock you know if there's if there's a reason to stay open later then sure, we're not going to just run people out the door, but we are always aware at night of how we impact any of the homes that are near us. You know, I I would not want you know, midnight, you know, people rolling out of there and, and of course we don't overserve, but at uh oh yeah, b- whatever. But it's uh, uh. <laughs> you gotta watch that. I'm a I'm a former oh, yeah, insurance, I forgot. But I'm a former ABC commissioner. You uh, are? Yeah, I was. I was a temporary for them.
2: I just gotta tell everybody on the radio that I have known you since you were eighteen. I cannot believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I've
3: known him since he was in college. What were you? Sigma something. Sigma Chi, There
2: you go. I knew it, Stand yeah. <laughs> Okay, good. My help.
3: People change. No, just kidding. So I was was a a temporary on the ABC, and I enjoyed that. Um, So if a commissioner couldn't show up, I would step in.
2: Do you remember this about your interview with your son, and he was giving you kudos, and he said, uh, it's not always easy to do the right thing. He said, but my grandfather and my father, if one thing they taught me was always do the right thing. He must have said it five times in a row, talking about you, always do the right thing, always do the right thing, and how it wasn't always the easiest thing for him to do. And it sounds like that's what you're saying. Sure, you could stay up and, you know, serve alcohol forever, but
3: it's better to do the right thing. Yeah, we just, you know, we want to be a, just a local place to go enjoy yourself, have light fare in there, have a cocktail, and then head home and go to bed.
2: Well, speakeasy is illegal alcohol. Yeah,
3: that's an old New York prohibition term, I That's guess. exactly yeah. right. Yeah, so Chicago. So I was
2: kind of confused when I was like that. I was like, what does it mean, speakeasy?
3: You know, you do you call it Walter's Bar, Walter's Lounge, Walter's this? So I, I just kind of thought, or, you right. know, I hadn't seen speakeasy, so we kind of went down that road. But no, it's just... A come in, hang out place, most people in there will know everybody in the room. Yeah, sure. Um, and, you know, so before you're going to an event, and we'd, we'd love back, you mentioned this, you know, Hillcrest. I'd love to get some Hillcrest folks in, and we do, uh, and down in Riverdale in that area. And we love it when West Little Rock folks come. And, uh, you know, that they'll cross Mississippi. You know, that's what <laughs> Heights people say. I don't go past Mississippi. But the West Little Rock people, we got to get them on this side they of Mississippi. They don't come back to Mississippi either. Right. But it's, uh, so we, we want folks from all over town. Uh, mm-hmm. to come and join us. You got Uber today, you know, just get out and have some fun in the city. I love Uber. Yeah. All right, this is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mr.
2: Eric Hergut, owner of Heights Corner Market, The Green Room, and as to starting tomorrow, Walter's Coffee and Speakeasy. Uh, we're going to continue talking with him about his businesses, and we're going to find out what his entrepreneurial son, Ryan, is up to now. I can't wait to hear. We'll be right back.
1: Flag and Banner is proud to underwrite up in your business with Carrie McCoy, where listeners are offered firsthand insight into the humanity and commonalities of successful people shared in a conversational interview with Carrie. Along with this radio show, flagandbanner.com publishes a free biannual magazine called Brave. First published in October 2014, Brave Magazine harnesses the power of storytelling and human empowerment. The Department of Arkansas Heritage recognized Brave Magazine's documentation of American life and Microfish's all editions for the Arkansas State Archives. Subscribe to this free periodical by going to flagandbanner.com and selecting Magazine. Back to you, Carrie.
3: Uh, lounge, just the neighborhood might not like the word lounge.
2: They like speakeasies. Right. It speakeasy.
1: <laughs> speakeasies my God. They all move past oh, the <laughs> We did that last time here. Are we ready? Yeah, we're Are right. we back
2: on? We're oh. live. Oh, hey y'all. You're listening to, I was talking to Facebook. Uh, you're listening to Up in Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Mr. Eric Hergut, owner of the Heights Corner Market, formerly Cherry's Finer Food in Little Rock, Arkansas. If you've got a question, want to make a comment, uh, you can make a comment on flagandbanner.com's Facebook page, or you can write this number down and call, and Jason will give you the number 501
1: 433 0088 there you can
2: call in do it again jason what's the number
1: 501-433-0088 so
2: you can call and ask uh eric a question about being an entrepreneur he's just jumped into the entrepreneurial ship when he bought a upscale small grocery store in little rock arkansas and also, I want to tell you that if you're shy, you can just creep on my weekly blog about life as a small business owner at flagandbanner.com. Or as I said earlier, you can listen to all of these podcasts by going to flagandbanner.com and clicking on Radio Show. Before the break, we talked about how Eric ended up in the business of Terry's, of Terry's Finer Food, now the, now the Heights Corner Market, how it was a romantic endeavor, a labor of love, which I think a lot of small businesses are. And then we went on to talk about how he's going to work forever at his HUD, H-U-D, it's Hub. HUD, HUB, H-U-B, at his HUB International Brokerage Firm, and that how he's just 55 years old and he's just got more energy and he knows what to do with. And now we also talked about how in December of 2016, he and his son Ryan were on, because his son Ryan, at last two years ago, was 23, so I guess he's 25 now.
3: No, no, he's 27, 28. What? Yeah.
2: I think I called him 23 or something. Oh, I was thrilled
3: when he turned 26. I didn't have to provide insurance anymore. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> a Tough love dad. Actually, you said that on the radio show. So we're going to find out. I'm going to give everybody that's listening. Cut
1: off, that's it. I'm no, going right. to give everybody that's listening a
2: little background on Ryan Hergett. This is your middle son.
1: Yep,
3: can I say one thing? Sure. At the break, uh, you know, talk about opening Walters tomorrow, mm-hmm. I just looked at my phone and my wife has texted me, I'm stressed. So I'm anxious to see, I'm anxious to hear what's gone wrong now for opening a business to, by tomorrow morning. Anyway. So
2: let's tell everybody, when you walked in here today, I said, oh, you're opening your, your business. When's it opening? You said tomorrow, and my barista just walked out. And well, I was like, oh, welcome to small businesses. I think employees are the biggest challenge of all small businesses.
3: Oh, without a doubt, personalities. We have got personalities in our store, but I mean that in a good way, mm-hmm. and I think it all meshes together very well. And I'm I'm probably the quirkiest of all of them.
2: Oh, I don't know about
3: that, Eric. You're pretty down to earth. Uh, They'd tell you otherwise. Uh,
2: so, so I do think uh, employee personalities are important. You've got to get the right mesh. And when you're starting a new business like you have, and you've only been there a year, it takes a little while to find out who your core people are to kind of get the. They have personalities. I think businesses all have personalities it takes a little while to get your personalities lined out I know that I've started like 10 departments and every time I've started a new department at Arkansas Flag and Banner which the most recent one was the marketing department we've really expanded that it takes a while to get the feel of how that mark that department's going to be it takes on its own personality and the people do it and sometimes it takes a while of hiring and firing and learning as you go so anyway we're going to talk about Ryan let me tell everybody a little bit about Ryan so Ryan came on, and I highly, I've said this three times, the third time i am saying it, I highly recommend you go to flagandbanner.com, click on Radio Show, and go to Ryan Hergett's interview from uh, December of 2016. I listened to it again today. That is the smartest kid. I made notes from the stuff he said, and I wrote some of them down. But let's just give you some background. When he was 15 years old, he started, he saw a need for a... Um, power washing mm-hmm. service in the neighborhood. He noticed his neighbors had dark driveways and fences and he started selling his power washing and within three months he made $20,000.
3: Wow. When he went to college he confessed that uh, he had $80,000 in the bank when he graduated, When he left high school. And of course that infuriated me because what the <laughs> heck am I giving you money for? broke <laughs> debt. Right, right. Yeah, he left that detail What's out. What's for dinner? Are you buy it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay, then he sold that business and he got to Old Miss, which is a drinking school. Everybody kinda of knows that. That's what Old Miss is kinda of known for. And so he decided to capitalize on that and started a uh, a discount card called The Daily Quench. Right. And it started off not it started off where he was kinda of losing money. You have to listen to the show to find out why. He did a paradigm change, he started making money, he made $30,000 on the first night, slept with a gun on his lap, he had $30,000 in cash I forgot about
1: that, wow.
2: His story's great, he left, he grew it into other states and then he left, he had a few regrets when he left, something that I'd never thought about, he gave some advice to people when they're selling businesses, I was like, that's great advice. And then he he went to New York, and on the plane up to New York, he told his dad that he didn't have a job. His dad thought he had a job forever, and there, and he had already quit the job three months before. But was scared to tell Eric his dad. So on the way up there, he says, "And by the way, Dad, I've rented an apartment for a year, but I quit my job three
3: months ago, and I don't know what I'm going to do." Yeah, the wheels were going up. Wheels were going up when he said, uh, I, "I've already told him I don't want the job now." And uh, yeah. so he gets
2: up there, and being the entrepreneur that he is. He notices that everything's being delivered and he decides to put together this delivery business called Chef Shuttles. He comes back to Little Rock a year later, starts this business, makes the money that he had projected to make in one year, he makes in the first uh, 30, 60, or 90 days. In the first few Mm -hmm. months, he makes what he had projected to make in the whole year. Oh wow! He talks about how his goals were to just make startups and to sell them and make startups and to sell them. He did not want to do like you and Get a business and work in it every day. Hang on, yeah. No, he doesn't. And they were like me, right? And that he was going to sell it, but at the time he was getting a new round of funding and he sold it. What is your son doing now?
3: Well, I, I noticed today in the paper that um, a firm waiter just bought Bite Squad, that bought his business, Chef Shuttle. So
2: Bite Squad is Chef Shuttle.
3: Uh, yeah, that's what he sold Jeff Shuttle to Bite Squad. He and some partners, and then uh, a waiter has just purchased Byte Squad. Was in the paper today, so my guess is he may be smiling a lot today because I think he was a shareholder of Bite Squad. <laughs> yeah, so, you need
1: another phone call yeah. on another plane. But. Yeah, so he's uh,
3: so he, he but he is with a firm now that he's leading, and they're in Little Rock and Dallas, and it's called Sniffle. And Sniffle is, it's, it's telemedicine. Uh, you know, essentially they'll have an app that, uh, and you'll have to get him to tell you more. I'm, I'm probably giving you the very juvenile version here, but it's, you know, online, uh, on your phone, talk to the doctor, doctor can tell you what you need to know. Uh, and then the doctor, I believe, has the ability to bill for that time now, so it's a winner for them, you know. Oh, wow. wow. So it's, uh, but anyway, that's what he's doing. He's with a new company now called Sniffle
2: it's called sniffle i've never heard of that so let me see if i got this right chef sold chef shuttle <sighs> sold to bike squad right your son kept some shares in bike squad and bike squad as of today you just heard sold to who to waiter never Wait. heard of that
3: one. Yes, so right. we're going to get a so now new, it's waiter. so waiter. we're going
2: to get a new delivery service company called waiter, waiter.
3: in uh-huh. little rock arkansas if what's accurate in the paper i read today yeah you know, where's accurate. he living then he's here and in dallas
2: and he is working for a company called Sniffles that does online it's
3: telemedicine. So,
2: so it, it, telemedicine meaning he's fulfilling prescriptions, or do you think it means that the, you're, you're, you're touching your iPhone and it's taking your, uh, your uh, vitals and sending it off to someone no, who's telling you I you're fixing to you have heart
3: attack? I think you can consult with your doctor or with physicians about, uh, you know, here are my symptoms, and they can help you through with what you need to do from there.
2: For all people that are out in the rural areas, right. yeah. that is a big, big deal. Um, what a brainstorm.
3: So he's, you know, there's there's several groups around the country, I'm sure, trying to perfect it just like they are. But uh, I think they've come a long way in it. So... You'll have to. You can look up his website and see. I don't want to. I'm reluctant to say more because I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure really what I'm talking about with sniffle totally. Mm-hmm. But I do I know, know it's, it's telemedicine based. It's technology. It's the
2: it's the wave of the future. Right. We uh, there there. Um, they're really talking. My son's one of my son's, uh, wife's, um, father works for a college who is. Really trying to coordinate this telemedicine and work on the technology for it. It's cutting edge, it's complex, it's got to be managed. Um, I c- it's too big for me to even think about. But one night I was having dinner with him, and he was trying to explain it all to me mm-hmm. and the technology that goes with it and the, the possibilities for it. And it's a really wonderful.
3: Oh, yeah. You know, I think you can use the camera on your phone to say, is this mole a problem, you know? And, mm. and, and I it, think
2: you can put your vitals on there. I think you can touch it and it'll send your maybe. vitals off to him. So I just want to tell a few things that your son said in the interview. Okay. He said about parenting. These are the subjects that he talked about that I learned from. He talked about parenting and how if you had given him more than you gave him, that he would not be as ambitious as he is.
3: All right, you know, I, I wanted him to earn it. I wanted him to understand the value of things. Um, so yeah, that's an accurate story. Plus the guy had 80 grand in his pocket. He wasn't telling me about
2: it, so. <laughs> <laughs> He talked yeah. about using his youth to his advantage, which I thought was interesting because I think most young people don't realize that youth can be an advantage. Now, sure, if you wanna go borrow a bunch of money, they're not gonna give a young person a lot of money. But if you're in high school and you're hardworking and you go up to you start trying to sell things people are like isn't that a nice hard-working young oh, man
3: he, he sold cutco knives I mean which are really good knives but mm-hmm. you know hit every friend we had up uh, you know for cutco and they're not inexpensive uh, mm-hmm. but the power washing business you know he worked hard at that and then he had people working with him at that um, he would go door to door, leaving you know uh, cards and mailboxes, and then the postman got on him because you know you can't put something in a mailbox that's not had postage attached attached a, to it. It's a federal uh, crime. Yeah, so they he fixed that with them, and then so he had them start mailing out his things for him. And
2: yes, so he I learned from him every door direct mails, which I didn't know about. E-D-D-M. E-D-D-E, mm-hmm. every door direct, and you can mail. Uh, if you take your, if you take your, um, your letter or your postcard to the post office, that they will put it without a stamp. If you deliver it yourself to the post office and group it by zip codes, mm-hmm. they will actually deliver, uh, put it in everybody's mailbox for you, like for 15 cents. Yeah, it's cheaper. Arkansas flag and Banner started doing that after your son, interview with your son. And I had peon Smith on the other day and I told him about it and he started doing it.
3: It actually came up at our place yesterday, because uh, we have, you know, Walters has a menu, because Walters, you know, we serve food, you know, mm-hmm. and there it'll be lighter fare, but it's, um, so we've got menus we'd like to get out, we'd like to get out, because uh, we still hear quite a bit that you know, the green room, you know, what's the green room? You know, we still get a lot of those type comments that people just are not aware. And yours is
2: such a neighborhood market. You mm-hmm. can easily do it by zip code, 72205
3: and uh, 07, and you're done. 02, yep, 012. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, I, I think we're getting ready to do the same thing.
2: And put a coupon in there.
3: Because
2: mm-hmm. coupons seem to work. It seems like all consumers are driven by coupons these days. I'm not a coupon
3: shopper, but it seems like an awful lot of people are. Right.
2: So what time you you opening tomorrow at Walter's Coffee Shop?
3: 6.30 a.m., so we'll be there, I'm sure, 5, 5.30. Uh, we got quite a team coming in tomorrow. Um, There's going to be some big deals made in your coffee shop. You get, uh, to, over, you get to eavesdrop one of them. I hope so. I hear the group from uh, Starbucks up in the Heights is moving down to our place, so we're excited to have that. That regular group of guys that goes in there that you can learn about anything you know in there, listening to them talk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I brought you a gift because when I was at your store the other day, you said, "Carrie, I need a flag," and so I I delivered a flag the next time I was in the grocery store. But I also noticed you needed something else besides a flag. Here it is. Oh Lord. It's your flagpole.
3: flagpole. Your flagpole looks <laughs> bad. Thank you. No, our flagpole, I think, is a piece of, of water pipe. No. no, it wasn't that bad. It's <laughs> a PVC. No, it wasn't PVC. You're yeah. right. Our flag had gotten in pretty rough shape. I and brought I your
2: flag now. I brought your flagpole.
3: Well, <laughs> veterans, and my wife's son is a, a captain in the army, and oh, you, if, you, if, if your flag is fraying, you must
2: replace you, it. Yes, you must. Thank so. you very much for that plug. Jason, who's my guest next
1: week? Oh, uh, not sure. That's because he's so
2: engrossed in it, in the show. In
1: the conversation, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, is it Joey Lauren
2: Adams? I have her penciled in. Now mm-hmm. she's an actress okay. from North Little Rock. Um, uh, I don't know if she's coming though, because I've text- texted her and she doesn't know if she's been going to be in town. She doesn't live here, but her family's from here, from North Little Rock, so she comes in for the holidays. So I penciled her in. If she doesn't come in, we'll replay some great show. I'd play Eric's son again, but I just had you on. I don't want
3: to do that. If she doesn't come in, I'll come back. We'll keep talking. There you go. We could talk forever. (laughs) Do a Christmas (laughs) show? Yes.
2: Thanks again, Eric, for coming in.
3: Oh, I've enjoyed it. I love kind of
1: hamming it up like this, so Mm -hmm. it's fun to me.
2: Thank you. Um, Jason, will you tell our listeners how they can become a part of the show?
1: If you have a great entrepreneurial story and you'd like to share it with Gary, you can send a brief bio to questions at upyourbusiness.org, message on flagandbanner.com's Facebook, or make a comment on our blog. Thank you.
2: And last to our listeners, thank you for spending time with us. If you think this program has about, been about you, you're right, but it's also been for us Thank you for letting us fulfill our destiny. Our hope today is that you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your independence, or your life. I'm Kerry McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up.
1: You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Kerry McCoy, a production of FlagAndBanner.com. If you miss any part of this show or want to learn more about UIYB, go to flagandbanner.com and click on radio show or subscribe to her weekly podcast wherever you like to listen. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week with links to resources you heard discussed on today's show. Carrie's goal is to help you live the American dream.
0: Arkansas flag and banner is proud to underwrite up in your business with Carrie McCoy McCoy began this broadcast a year and a half ago with the intention of offering a mentoring platform for those with an entrepreneurial spirit through candid conversation and interesting interviews with business and community minded Arkansans listeners gain insight into starting and running a business the ups and downs of risk-taking and the commonalities of successful people. Carrie McCoy, founder and president of Arkansas Flag and Banner, believes in paying knowledge and experience forward and developed this radio show as a means of doing so. The biographies, life experiences, and wisdom of her guests would likely go unheard if not for this venue. Rarely do people open up for an hour to an audience about their life, mistakes, triumphs, and pitfalls. This unique radio show allows the listener intimate access into the stories of prominent leaders in our state. I am Adrian McNally, manager of the Arkansas Flag and Banner showroom and gift shop located on the first floor of the historic Taborian Hall on the corner of 9th and State Streets in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. In business for 43 years, we offer an old school shopping experience with front door parking, clerks to help you and department store variety open to the public Monday through Friday, 8 to 530 and Saturday, 10 to 4. Want to create excitement for your business or event? Do it with affordable advertising from Arkansas's
2: flagandbanner.com. We have teardrop banners, retractable banners and table drapes. We have street pole banners, museum and exhibit banners. We have custom flags, event tents, tailgating poles, auto graphics and window scrimp. And don't forget, welcome home and sale banners. Consult the experts at Arkansas's flagandbanner.com. Go online for a free quote or drop by our historic showroom at 800 West 9th Street in Little Rock. Boost morale and patriotism with a new flag or flagpole from Arkansas's flagandbanner.com. We have poles, hardware, accessories, maintenance support, installation, and custom flags. We have flags of all kind for the sports enthusiast, the world traveler, or history buff. We have them all. Bring in your old flag and get $5 off a new one. Consult the experts at ArkansasFlagandBanner.com. Come shop our historic location at 800 West 9th Street in Little Rock or visit us online at FlagandBanner.com.
1: Arise Studios is a full audio and video production studio located in the heart of Conway, Arkansas. Whether it be a band, solo artist, sound effects, or voiceovers, or maybe you're looking to get video production done from slideshows to full live performances, Arise Studios is the place to go. Check us out at wwwarisestudios I'm Jason Mallard from Rye Studios, and you're listening to 88.3 FM KABF Little Rock, the voice of the people.